This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for the 30th of January. It's a Tuesday, 2024. And how you feeling? Wellness check on everybody. How was yesterday? Man, if there ever was a Monday that felt like a Monday, it was yesterday. The finality of losing in the NFC title game stinks. It truly sucks, doesn't it? All you think about is the game. I know people went to work. They thought about the game. I know people did not listen to their spouses. They were thinking about the game. It's unbelievable how the Lions lost that football game. And you know what's even more unbelievable, I got to be honest, is how some fans don't want to deal in reality. We'll get into it in the podcast, but I made a comment how I felt the second half of the NFC title game was same old Lions. It was SOL. Doesn't mean it's back here to stay. Doesn't mean it wasn't a successful, great, awesome season. But what we witnessed, the sequence of events in the second half in Santa Clara, that was same old Lions. And coming up later in this podcast, I'm going to read to you how people react to same old Lions. It's that pleasant. People used every word in the book directed at me. We'll get to it momentarily. I'll tell you when the not safe for work part of the daily ticket starts. Because we're going to read them all. People got very offended at me. But I also hear people talking about like, this is not the worst loss we've ever been through. And we'll get into that too, because yes, it is. This is the worst loss a Detroiter has ever had to swallow. So we'll get to that too. But I do believe the pressing issues obviously are with the head coach, Dan Campbell, because we just continue to argue and argue and argue. Did he make the right decision on fourth down? Yesterday's podcast, I didn't have the information. Right after the game, I hopped in my car. My family kicked me out of the house. I was yelling too much. And I just recorded the podcast. I now have the information. Let's not forget Dan Campbell made two very questionable fourth down calls. One was in the third quarter, 45-yard field goal. Michael Badgley makes it. You're up 17. That's three scores with about seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. That's going to be very difficult to come back from if you're the Niners. 
And of course, the second one was in the fourth quarter, about seven minutes left. Would have been a 47, 48 yard field goal. Would have tied the game at 27. Instead, Campbell decided to go for it on fourth down. Didn't pick it up on both occasions. And the Lions end up losing the football game. So does he regret the decision? Does Dan Campbell admit that he should have kicked field goals? Now, before we play you the audio, Dan Campbell does have a history. When he truly regrets something, he'll tell you he regrets it. He'll tell you he got it wrong. He's a pretty transparent dude. He did that last year against Minnesota at Minnesota, remember, where he sent his field goal kicker out for a long field goal that he probably couldn't make. And next thing you know, the Vikings end up winning the football game. It was an agonizing, heartbreaking loss. He admitted he was wrong there. Does he admit he's wrong here? Take a listen. And you, um, you had two fourth down decisions that were critical in the, the second half. And neither one was. Or what? Two fourth down decisions that were critical in the second half. Neither yeah. one was converted. Yeah. Um, you know, particularly the second one. Why? Why not take a, a field goal there and maybe stem the bleeding a little bit? Yeah, I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back. Um, you know, and. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but, you know, we just, just didn't work out. So that's Dan Campbell. He says he doesn't regret it. He said he felt good about his team. Maybe he doesn't feel good about his kicker. I don't know. Here's the deal, though. The first one is easier to look past, isn't it? You're talking about 6.58 left to go in the third quarter. Had a chance to go up by 17. Three scores, about seven minutes to go in the third quarter. I kind of feel the Niners are unable to come back from that deficit. Let's not forget you're up 17 to start the half. Niners come down. You hold them to a field goal. You could have kicked the field goal. Still had that 17-3 score lead. He decided to go for it. He decided to go for the dagger. He decided to put his foot on the Niners' throat and stomp. It didn't work. They didn't pick it up. Josh Reynolds couldn't catch the football. Two massive drops by Josh Reynolds. So if you want to defend Dan for that decision, I mean, I guess I understand it. But the second one is the problem. The second one is where you really could have stemmed the bleeding. As the reporter who asked the question mentioned, you're down at that point, 27 to 24. Kick a 48-yard field goal. Tie the game at 27. At that point, when he decided to go for it on fourth and three, Jared Goff incomplete to Amon Ross St. Brown. You're talking 732 left to go in the fourth quarter. You're guaranteed to get the ball back if you tie the game. Tie the game at 27, you're guaranteed to get the ball back because there ain't no way in hell the Niners are taking a drive for about seven minutes to end the football game. But if you don't pick up that fourth down or you don't kick the field goal, you give the Niners a chance to stroll down the field, which they did. Score a touchdown, and then you lose. You can't come back. It's impossible. 
And that's what happened. Now, I know a lot of people are also attacking Dan from what happened at the very end of the game. Down 10 points, get all the way down to the Niners' three-yard line. And they run David Montgomery on third and one. Didn't get it. Had to use one of their three timeouts. I get it. I understand it. Of all the moves that Dan Campbell made on Sunday, that's the one I worry the least about. But that one wasn't good either. I think it was a bad day for the head coach. I do. I think you got to kick one of those field goals. Now, of course, you wake up on Monday yesterday, and there's all kinds of people defending Dan. They don't want to put up with any kind of bad talk about Dan Campbell. And while I understand that as well, I mean, tough. Sorry. But there is a stat if you want it. If you think Dan Campbell was right, the Lions were 15 of 20 at converting fourth and three or fewer in the regular season. That's 75%. Michael Badgley was 9 of 20, that's 45%, in his career from 48 or more yards out. That's the worst among high-volume kickers in the NFL's history. So when you look at it from that point of view, maybe you say it was the right decision to go for it twice on fourth down. Here's what I would say. You decided Michael Badgley was your guy. You got rid of Riley Patterson. You sometimes got to ride the guy you took to the dance. And you know what? I don't know if that's a saying or not. Maybe I just made it up. I think there's some variation in there of what the saying really is. But you have to allow him to attempt the 48-yarder to tie the game at 27, to stem the bleeding, and give yourself a chance to win that football game. You got to allow him to try. Two weeks ago, we kicked the 54-yarder against the Rams. Turned out to be the game winner. So you got to allow him to try. That's my belief. Dan Campbell saw it differently. It is what it is. Lions lose. And yesterday sucked. And now we move on. I mean, listen, it was a great season. I do believe this thing is built the right way. They got cap space. They got guys they need to resign. They got a draft coming up. They got free agency coming up. Brad Holmes is a stud. I think you're going to be fine. However, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's no guarantees. And that's why when people are talking about this loss, like, oh, it's not the biggest loss of our life. Oh, it's not the most heartbreaking, gut-wrenching loss of our life. I don't buy it. It is. I heard a caller on a midday show, Doug and Scott, call up and say, for all the people that think this is the worst loss of our life, like, get real. Well, it is. Name me the worst loss of your life. It's this. Like, if you want to say, like, what? Michigan and the Natty to Louisville, basketball, Trey Burke blocked that ball on Peyton Siva. You want to say that was the worst loss of your life? It's college basketball. It's not the NFL. You want to say a regular season Lions loss is the worst loss of your life? It's regular season. It's not the NFC title game. You want to say that game in Dallas is the worst loss of your life? When Pettigrew got interfered with and they picked up the flag, I get it. But it's not the NFC title game. 
There is no worse loss of your life than this one. At least that's what I think. You're 30 minutes away from the Super Bowl. 30 minutes away from a reality that we never thought was real. 30 minutes away from the most important thing that we have as sports fans. The Red Wings are great. The Pistons are great. The Tigers are great. Michigan and Michigan State are great. But there's nothing like the Lions. This was the worst loss of our life. The most gut-wrenching loss of our life. It doesn't get any harder than this loss. That's why everybody was so down in the dumps yesterday. Because you just don't know if you're going to get back. And Dan Campbell agrees with me. Take a listen. Uh, you did a lot of good things in the first half of this game. Um, you got this far. I don't know if a lot of people picked you to come to the NFC title game. But disappointing end. But what do you... What do you learn from this experience? I'm sure you hope to get back here. You expect to get back here. But what do you learn from this experience of making it this far to this game? Well, I think one of the things you always tell everybody who's never been here, and particularly the young players, is uh, you don't know which play is going to make the difference, which one. You say that every game, but when you get in there with a, a heavyweight like Sam Fran, man, um, but it is the difference. Um, and sometimes you can only say so much. You got to live it. Unfortunately, you got to get your heart ripped out, which we did. And it's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole nother thing, once we get the off season, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. Everybody in our division is going to be loaded back up and, uh, you know, you're not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to want a piece of you and, uh, which is fine, you know, which is fine. But, um, so it's hard. You want to make the most of every opportunity. And we, we had an opportunity and we just couldn't close it out. It's, it does. It stings. It stings. So that Dan Campbell, he kind of agrees with me. You just don't know if you're going to be able to get back. He told his team this could be the one time. There's no more gut-wrenching loss than what we witnessed on Sunday. You were 30 minutes away, up 17, on the road against the one seed. 30 minutes away from a Super Bowl. And you couldn't close the deal. Which brings me to my next and final point. I want to incorporate the comments in this final topic, if you will. Because there's a lot of people angry at me. A lot of people angry at me because I brought up SOL. I tweeted out on Sunday. On a night we were supposed to put all the heartbreak behind us in advance to a place we never thought was possible. Instead, we suffer the worst collapse we've ever seen. Bravo, SOL. Bravo. Your greatest work of all time absolutely agonizing people got very upset because people don't want to hear the sol thing i totally understand it but what you saw in the second half of that game was same old lions it was the series of events that had to happen from the ball going off Vildor's face mask to the two drops by josh reynolds to 
iffy not being able to sack Brock Purdy, to Purdy running all over you, to Chase Lucas not being able to down a punt at the inch-yard line. I mean, everything that transpired, that same old Lions. That is the way we've watched the Lions lose our entire life, and it reared its ugly head in the final half. Same old Lions. And people get very upset by same old Lions. So upset that I want to redo some of the comments. I mean, because people were not holding back. Like, for instance, Keith Gave, who wrote about the Russian Five, used to cover the Red Wings. He came at me on Twitter. Good dude. Follows me. I follow him. Says, come on, Jeff. You're better than this. Time to bury the SOL crap like we buried the Dead Wings label in the late 80s. These Lions were anything but same old. Sure, they missed a splendid opportunity today, 30 minutes from the Super Bowl, but they deserve our appreciation and respect. Okay. They're respected. Still same old Lions. They get the appreciation. It's still same old Lions. What people don't understand, and maybe you don't want to hear it, is something is not dead if it comes right back and attacks you in the worst possible time. And that's what happened in the second half of that game. But I got more. I got more reaction to that tweet. People don't want to hear about SOL. Uncle Rico QB, this is not safe for work, get ready to mute, says the following. Actually, Rieger, that's me, is not better than this. This is who he really is. He's a lazy, talentless troll whose sole goal is to stir up controversy and get clicks. Go fuck yourself, Jeff Rieger. It's a very angry man. But he's not alone. He's not alone at all. There was many, many messages like that. Dan Leach, who used to work at 97 when the ticket says, SOL has never been a thing. I love Jeffrey, but it's him and a couple others that have been using it as a cop-out for years. Time for a different take. Did you not watch the second half of the game? Like, honestly, Dan Campbell himself admitted you might never get back here. We know the fact that it was 32 years since you won your last playoff game. There are no guarantees. The division is getting better. You got a tougher schedule, a first-place schedule. Like, guys, I'm just pointing out the obvious. The Lions have been losing games like this our entire life, okay? And what you saw on Sunday was no change. It was the same old thing. Some might even call it same old Lions. A couple more for you. Wolverine Larry. Says Rieger tries so hard to be cutting edge, but only makes himself look foolish. He tries so hard to be the bad guy. I'm not trying to be the bad guy. He's pointing out the obvious. Kevin Kelly says, Rieger is not better than this. He's just a tool. Dre Artis, 23. You're being very emotional and unappreciative. It sucks. They had a chance, very small margin of error. First a team, and they just lost. That's it. No, they lost in uh, unbelievable awful fashion that we've seen over the course of our lives. Guys, we want to believe it's dead. Maybe you want to believe it doesn't exist. How do you explain what happened? A sequence of events that is dumbfounding. A sequence of events that are very low percentage. You have any idea what it takes to blow a 17-point lead in 30 minutes? And the Lions did it in Eight minutes of game time? Please. How about one more for you? This one simply says, Jeff, fuck you. 
All right. Succinct to the point. I don't get offended by any of this stuff. I think it's funny that people just don't want to see what's right in front of them. This was a colossal choke job. Call it what it was. It was a choke job. It stings. It's awful. Doesn't mean your season sucked. Doesn't mean you're not on the right track. Doesn't mean that better things are not ahead. But when it mattered the most, the Lions allowed this one to get away from them. 30 minutes up 17 away from the Super Bowl. What do you want me to call it? A great game? There's this belief that like what? You finally got it right so you're not going to bash anybody? You should bash them for what they did in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. They fell way short. They choked away the best opportunity we've ever had. So I don't know what you want me to call that. If you think I'm being too negative, then so be it. But like, I don't know how not to be negative. What happened in the last 30 minutes in Santa Clara? It's pretty fucking negative. So let me know. Comment section. Do you agree with Dan Campbell's fourth down usage? Is this the most heartbreaking loss you've ever had to endure? And do you believe this is same old Lions? Anything you want to hit on, let's go. Let's roll. By the way, I'm feeling better. The voice is slowly but surely coming back. So that's nice as well. Did you know teams that lead by 17 in a conference championship game? They were undefeated up until Sunday. 21-0. and Then the Lions came around and unfortunately could not get the job done to make it 22-0. and So that's the daily ticket. By the way, I do got one more thing that I do want to bring up. We told you yesterday on the podcast, we showed you the C.J. Gardner-Johnson video where he's waving goodbye to San Francisco fans when they're only up 20-7 to in the second quarter. Of course, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Debo Samuel got into it. C.J. picked up that penalty on Debo on the pick by Malcolm Rodriguez. I have an update for you. 78,000 likes. Debo Samuel. On Twitter, he's at 19 problems with a Z at the very end. He quote tweeted the video of CJ Gardner Johnson waving goodbye to Niner fans. And he said the following, somebody go check on Lil Bro with two smiley emojis. There you go. If you're watching on YouTube, can you see that? There it is. So there's that as well. Big offseason ahead. I'm not quite sure what to talk about in the daily ticket from this point forward. We will figure it out. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Enjoy your week. We're going to get over this. I promise. We will. All right. Catch you tomorrow on a Wednesday. Bye.